Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Black Mirror Cracked, Episode 5, Metalhead. Before we get started, make sure you've watched every episode in Season 4 before you start listening to these podcasts if you want to avoid spoilers. We do talk about other episodes even within a podcast about one particular episode there are lots of connections and and things to talk about so please make sure you are happy to hear some spoilers or at least you've watched all the other episodes throughout this season we have probably the tones are and the genres we're doing are much more diverse than we've done before there's metalhead which is maxine peak yeah and it's uh, black and white and it's very it's a sort of brutal survival horror story Hello and welcome to Black Mirror Cracked. Um, it's the Daily Mirror's Black Mirror podcast for season four. So today, Ryan. Hello. And I, Sir Chandrika, will be talking about Metalheads. Ooh. So, Ryan, what are your feelings after just watching Metalhead right now? Yeah, so it's the shortest episode that it I've is. seen so far. This is the, th- I, I can't remember which official order everyone else is going to no, watch this in but this knows. is my third episode yeah <laughs> it's my third one um it's definitely the shortest um not only is it 40 minutes i think so it is about 20 minutes shorter than every other one but it mm. it just feels so much shorter because if i'm honest not that much happens over the course of that 40 minutes um so it's a kind of linear it's, narrative it's very linear it's yeah. like a one scene kind of deal um yeah it's, it feels a lot more like the old channel four episodes yes than yeah. But I like that. And it's British as well. Yeah, it's got Maxine Peak in it. It's got all British actors mm. in it, actually, as well. And they have British accents. And it's clearly set in yes. maybe what was once Britain, because it feels post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, it's in black and white. Yeah. And a very kind of drained, like, kind of, mm. it's not a pretty black and white. It's not a movie black and white. It's a, almost like you've lost colour. Mm. Um, do we think it's black and white because of the robot dogs? Because maybe they... Because Dog, Dogsy in black and white, is that one? Possibly, because it did have a sort of predator-ish yeah. vision. I I just thought it was a stylistic choice. I didn't really look that much into it, to be honest. It, um, kind of sets, it, it kind of does feel right in the setting. I think it was just to give some variation to the episodes, which is nice. It's nice that there is so much variation to the episodes. That this, Even that this is clearly a much smaller budget episode than, say, Callister. Um, I like that. I like that there is variation in the episodes and they can still do the nice little Channel 4-ish feeling episodes. Yeah. So shall we tell people what happened in Metalhead? Well, we would assume that you already have watched it, obviously. <gasps> Big spoilers um, coming this way. All of them. Spoilers. All the spoilers. We're spoiling everything. We talk about this in great depth. Yes, great depth. Look at that. Look at the time length of this episode. All yes. that depth. Yes. So much depth. You've been to the bottom of the sea. Johnny Depp. We are going deeper than... <laughs> <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Yeah, yeah Johnny, Johnny Depp. depth. Or like that. Oh yeah, so much Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens, Ryan? Tell us about. So, it. Um, 
I'll run through it really. As I said, really, it doesn't feel like much happens. I have like a whole page of notes here that I've taken, but it doesn't really feel like that much happens, but I'll run through it anyway. It goes quickly as well. It goes very yeah. quickly. Most of it is just a chase scene, frankly, but it's not boring at any point. Um, so it's a group of three people. I did manage to catch their names, actually, yes. amazingly. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure I caught the woman's name, the main character. And I, I don't Bella. know. Oh, okay. I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. But I did catch the two guys, which is Clark and John. She's on the walkie-talkie a couple of times. She says it's Bella. Right, okay. And they are traveling in a car to go to a warehouse. You were seen to attract some supplies. Um, my instant thought was, this is some medicine. Cause, yeah, uh, life-saving. Some life-saving For supplies. a child. For yeah, yeah, for someone that was yeah. sick. And they said, um, they said at the beginning, they're not going to live anyway. Yeah. And she said something along the lines of, well, if it's going to make their life better for as long as they are here, it's worth it. Yeah, even for a few days. Even for a few or, days. Yeah. And we'll grab some batteries, we'll grab some other supplies while we're there anyway. So we were mm. like, wow. I was like, okay. Like, instantly you get that this is a post-apocalyptic-y kind of, yeah. kind of setting. And uh, so they go into the warehouse. They find a cardboard box they're looking for. She has a code on her hand to be able to find it. You don't see what's in the cardboard box yet um, because when John takes it off of the shelf, a little robot, which they call do- a dog, they call them dogs, is sitting behind the box and it wakes up. It fires these like pellets at them both, um, which are trackers. We find it they're tracking yeah, devices. Yeah, it's like shrapnel, isn't it? Yeah, it's like shrapnel. And she gets one in her, but he gets tons in him. Um, and then he's shot dead. Anyway, John. Oh, it's a very shocking death scene, though, because it shoots his head to smithereens. Yeah. And the dogs don't look scary. They don't, they don't have teeth. They don't have faces. They're yeah, not snarling. they're very blank looking. They look like coffins on legs to me. They're yeah. shaped like a coffin. And the way it obliterates this poor man's head is, is really shocking. I, I don't think we've seen that much of that really gory deaths in Black Mirror, really violent, mm. gory deaths that felt like a new kind of genre for them what, what the guy in the van the guy in the van we'll get onto him but the guy on the guy on the floor they didn't shoot his head to smithereens no. but he, it's a very bloody yeah, yeah, scene and there's a huge hole in maybe his that, head maybe that's why they chose for it to be in black and white maybe it was going to be more bloody they didn't want the gore to be the focus point but yeah they it anyway Possibly. it shows it shows you why they're so afraid yeah of these creatures these yeah. robots and why they're running away from them mm. so then maxine peak's character bella she escapes a factory and, uh, yeah, she escapes, and the other guy that she's with was hacking into a van with this very old keypad, and it looks like a very old system, so this isn't new tech, this episode, clearly. Um, in fact, not that much tech in general, other than the dog, really. It's not a very tech-heavy episode. It feels like if there has been some sort of apocalypse, maybe the new tech or new leaders mm. have, have precipitated it, and then they have to go to old tech now, and they're kind of, they're living back on the land, wherever they are. Yeah. The whole concept of it is a lot more of a, is a lot less realistic than perhaps many of the episodes are because this is yeah. a post-apocalyptic event with the the dog robot things that sprint as as quick as the cars can drive. Yeah, it can track people over can track people. huge distances. They never yeah. really explain why any of this is happening, really. Either, no, but we we can just assume it's a post-apocalyptic. And where event. do they live that they're safe from the dogs as well? Then because yeah, they mentioned they, they find must have some sort of safe. Place yeah, thing, but clearly lacking in supplies because the dogs can get through a lot of barriers. We'll get we'll get to that. Mm. But interesting. So yeah. So then the woman gets in a car. Mm-hmm. The dog ends up crashing through the back doors of a van and does something terrible to the driver, the other guy. Yeah, he does have his head blown off. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> horribly. So grim. And um, and then the dog is able to hack into the van and control the van. 
and chase her. It's got some USB situation Would on it. it. Yeah, right. Cool. It's got and USB it gets the USB. It gets USB in the right way the first time, yeah. which no human creature. But dogs can. You always have to do it like three times, even though there's only two sides. What is it with USBs? Right. It? That is the real message of this episode. <laughs> that is a... That's Charlie Brooker just saying, please, <laughs> yeah. please just make a, make a dual-side USB. No, no, port. please just make Sir get better at using USBs. It's a, it's a very targeted... <laughs> it's very, very targeted. Campaign, very personal, yeah. <laughs> but um, she's knocked off of the road, basically, by the van um, to, the, to a cliff edge. It's a good action scene, actually. Yeah, yeah. To a cliff edge. She's knocked unconscious temporarily, but um, when she wakes up, Basically, the dog manages to get in the car. Oh, my God. She's like, this is it. She's going to die. This and- is it. She's done. End, end of episode, everyone. Yeah. No Johnny Depp here. Go home. Um, but she uh, she manages to escape out of the car with the dog still stuck in it and the car falls off the edge of the cliff. And we, we kind of think at this time I certainly felt, oh, that's the only dog. That's the last one left. Mm. And it's gone. And it's died. And she's going to be safe. And we're going to see like this, the world she's living in. But that's not where the story goes. No, it is not. Oh. The dog is like Terminator. It is. It kind of is like Terminator. Yeah. 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 The dog loses a leg trying to escape from yes. the car. Um, Lose that out. leg. Lose that leg. Coffin shape. Horror show. <laughs> Hate that dog. Yeah, it loses a leg trying to escape from this wrecked car. Meanwhile, she is uh, like a riverside, manages to pluck out, quite horribly, oh, manages to pluck out with the tracker from her leg. Life. And actually, again, it's interesting what you say about the blood in black and white. It looks like a different substance it's like mm. thick and treacly and mm. it's from her inner thighs it's a very bloody painful gory thing she tries it with something else first she i think puts... she i think she basically cuts it with a knife so she can pull it out with yeah and then she puts a stick between her teeth yeah so she b- bite down on it um yeah blood the blood looks like something different in black and white mm. and, and almost beautiful in a in a way that it wouldn't in color it would yeah be... yeah black mirror doesn't do that kind of thing very often show the gore yeah they're not about gore usually and um i guess it being black and white kind of helps it still seem not particularly gory yeah like somehow not real yeah it's a bit of a distancing thing but yeah so she she gets the tracker out Mm -hmm. um and throws it in a bottle into the river so you think the dog is going to follow that you're like yes Mm -hmm. it's a series of like just like triumphs and disappointments and that's, yeah, it that's is. Yeah. What an it's, emotional it's, rollercoaster it's, it's, a, it's almost like a 40 minute chase scene, frankly. Like yeah. Most of it. Um, I assume she already had the walkie talkie. I don't know if you remember where she got it from. Yeah, I think. But she has yeah. a walkie talkie and she manages to contact home. Yeah. Basically informs them everything's happened, gives them, uh, tells them to give Graham, who I am to assume is a, either the child or her partner, perhaps. I think that one's her partner. And I think it's Jack or Jake who's the nephew. Right, right. I think um, yes, because she's it's for the nephew, isn't it? Not her child. Yes. Yeah. The there's there's no dialogue. It's all one sided. That that time they whistle back as well. Because when so I watched you know it a second listening. time, so you know they can hear, but they're sort of under pains to not re- reply. Mm-hmm. So it's dangerous. It's but there's basically no talking in mm-hmm. this in this entire sort of half an hour, forty minutes. Oh yeah, very, very little dialogue at all. Yeah, also. but you still extrapolate so much from. Yeah, it's still. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's much going on, but you know there is. And, she, you know, she says to say a final goodbye to Graham if she doesn't make it. And, um, you know, the uh, the dog manages to track her down, chases her up a tree. Yeah, you can see from the dog's point of view that human beings leave organic matter behind I just, them. I just assumed it was her blood. I assumed there were blood spillers. Must, yeah, it must be blood. But from the dog's point of view... They're just little white blobs. It doesn't look like anything, yeah. It takes a black and white and it's almost a pixelated, a slightly pixelated point of 
you, mm. yeah. The dog only sees indistinct things. Yeah, its vision isn't good, really. No, it really isn't. Um, but it has whatever, however a robot can have a sense of smell or mm. of heat, a heat map kind of thing. That's what it's... Yeah, it's like that's a predator, like, like yeah. heat map kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's still kind of basic. Yeah. It's not very high tech very future tech really no it's not at all so he chases bella up a tree and this sequence is always becomes funny <laughs> as funny yeah. as metalhead can get sure um so the dog can't get up the tree because it's injured its arm mm-hmm. and when bella realizes this because we're like oh my god she's up a tree the dog's gonna get her up there and when she realizes it she almost starts laughing because the dog was injured in the car it keeps throwing itself up the tree so the dog ends up sitting waiting for anything well she can't how long can she survive up a tree Mm. and she nearly falls out when she's asleep and then she starts throwing like mint humbugs yeah she's counting down from a thousand every time she hits zero she she throws a a sweet at it i assume just i i assume to keep herself awake well it annoys the dog it annoys the dog because it wakes up out of standby mode every time and then goes back but then eventually decides to stay in standby mode which is really interesting because it must have stayed in standby mode to be behind the box yeah i couldn't factory i couldn't really work out what made that happen or if she was deliberately trying to i at first thought that she was just doing that to waste time to keep herself awake until the morning but then maybe she was maybe she knew that it would do that i don't really know why it stays in standby mode but Morning comes and she throws a sweet and it, it doesn't wake up for whatever reason. I'm not yeah, sure why. Yeah. Um, and she takes the opportunity to skedaddle out of that tree. Big time skedaddle. That big was, time yeah. skedaddle. That was the biggest skedaddle I've ever seen. Largest one I've ever seen, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some. Yeah, I've seen 10 <laughs> skedaddles. Um, she takes the opportunity to run. She climbs over a gate and finds basically an abandoned home. Mm. An abandoned home. Um, she finds some shotgun shells there. She notices there's a van outside the house, which obviously she wants to get into. So she tries to find the keys. She manages to fetch the keys to the house by pushing like a stick through a hole and managing to hook them. And she gets into his house. Mm. The omens are not good in the they're house. They're not good. No, they're bad. I it's, think it was uh... almost that the house looked normal downstairs. Yeah, because she had this moment when she just stood and sort of stared at it. Presumably, she hasn't seen a normal home in so long, and she kind of was just shocked by it. Yeah, and then she just sort of jolt, jolts and oh, I need to need to get on with things now. But yeah. she has this moment where she just looks at the inside of the home and is just hit with some sort of emotion. Yes, yeah, mm. I agree with you. And then she goes upstairs. Mm-hmm. And she goes upstairs. Oh, oh, there's some terrible things going on up there, guys. So she okay. goes upstairs, and there's two um, like blooded, quite decayed corpses that have clearly been there a while, and. I assume they may have shot themselves. That's yeah, the assumption because the man is is holding a, a, a shotgun, um, which she takes, and she takes the van keys from from the corpse as well. It um, shows how bad things are. It's a very very smart way of depicting how hopeless people must have become. Yeah, yeah, it's as apocalyptic as yeah. anything you would imagine. Yeah, yeah the apocalypse basically. Meanwhile, after she's fetched the keys, she hears something downstairs mechanical it's the dog who is currently fixing the a kitchen knife onto <gasps> its lost limb so i saw this again last week i went to the screening and people there are there were a group of journalists but um people started laughing at this point which is so interesting <laughs> that's funny i think because it's almost it verges on too much this bloody dog that looks like nothing has barely no eyes barely any vision um 
but it, it can make its hand into a USB stick and drive vans and get into the house, which the, for me, the amount of trouble Bella had getting over the gates mm-hmm. and the dog just opens it with a USB. It's so yeah. unfair. And then, yeah, this dog just screws a knife onto its injured arm, the little, I want to swear, like the little, <laughs> ah, the little thing. And then it goes looking for, and there's a particular clunk, clunk sound of the dog. It's not mm-hmm. stealthy at all, but that sort of, drives fear into you and yeah this bloody night people were laughing but i think it's a release of tension it's it's not funny but it's almost like s- it's so, just so jarring isn't it it's just yeah. a silly little knife it's like you're just so fast act against her mm. and you just think well what is going to happen next it's done it's done well the suspense i think mm. yeah, it is done well yeah so uh, so it has its little knife, knife. it she hides um in a room i can't remember if it was behind a shower curtain or behind a it was behind something. Yeah. And then the dog comes in and she's holding the shotgun and she decides better of it. And instead she grabs a big can of paint and throws the paint all over the dog. And um, it's so low tech that, that that's it. It's effectively blinded. It, it can't see anymore because this white paint is, well, it might not be white paint. It just looks white because it's in black and white. Yeah. But, um, but it looks like white paint and it can't see. And she tosses the can against the wall. Um, the dog follows the noise and starts stabbing at the wall. That is quite funny. <laughs> Still stabbing at the wall. With it's the so noise. stupid. It is silly. Um, she escapes to the van. Um, tries starting the van. The van doesn't start. So that was a waste of time. Um, so her only other option really is she uses the uh, an abandoned car instead as a, as bait. She opens both doors, puts the speakers on. Plays Golden Brown. But I, I didn't know what the song was. Yeah, I wanted to take a note of it, and I was like, I'm going to look stupid because I don't know what that is. Really? You're a youth, Ryan. <laughs> I am a youth. youth. I didn't it's, know what it was. It's Golden Brown. And then um, what I like is it seems like the dog really hates this song. <laughs> that is what it looks like. Yeah, because yeah, it runs down with its knife hand and, like, <laughs> stamps out the speakers. <laughs> and it's quite a nice song, but yeah, it's having nothing of Golden Brown. It doesn't like songs about heroin. Dogs don't like Golden Brown or heroin. That song is about heroin. That is what we needed to know. Mm. Yeah, so the dog has been baited out and she shoots it with a shotgun. The dog stabs her in the kneecap. Yeah, it did slice her. It, did, oh, it manages to stab her, oh. but she falls. She shoots it again and it seemingly is destroyed. Yeah. But it's one final act before it assumedly just turns off for good. It's mm. to fire out shrapnel, more of this yeah. tracker shrapnel. Yeah. And she's covered in them. Covered in yeah. them. They're in her everywhere. Yes. And um, she is... Probably back in the house. I can really tell what it was. Probably back yeah, in the house. Yeah, she's in the bathroom. She's yeah. in the bathroom, yeah. And she's got uh, a knife, again, and is holding it up to one mm. of the tracker uh, holes in her face. And then you see her bring the knife down to one in her neck. It's basically, she will have to cut open her jugular. Yeah, so she realises she can't cut this one out because she'd have to cut her neck open, so yeah. she's done. Um, yeah. It's just this realisation of, I, I can't cut that tracker out because I'm going to die. So these it's, trackers are in me. Maxine Peake is a great silent actress, to be oh, honest. Yeah. Yeah, Considering it, there's no dialogue in this film, she does yeah. a great job. Yeah. Really good acting in this. You can really see the cogs turning as she realises mm. this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we realise this is it. Mm-hmm. And then Brooker told me, so oh. Charlie Brooker, this in the screening, I think I'm allowed to say it now. So... Um, so after this, she holds a knife to her neck, kind of goes, no. Um, the shot then tracks out and pans over a great distance away from the house. And it looks like two human figures are running towards the house. Hard to see, but did you think that? I didn't There were two that. figures running towards the house. They looked black, like clothed in black or maybe in a hat. 
and I think they're, they're people and it's, it looks like two people might be coming to save her oh. and then as the track pans further and further out there are more dogs out there so this wasn't the last dog and she's kind of screwed either way yeah so I said to him oh surely those two people are going to save her they're going to save her they're going to save her and he said no she dies and actually they cut out the sound of the knife slicing her neck because uh. they thought that was too much but originally that's that's where they were going but We'd hear her. Okay, because I thought that I, because she was holding the knife on the last shot of her, and I assumed that she was going to slit her throat. But I wasn't entirely sure. Yeah, um, I didn't see two people. I just assumed. I've, I've I saw re-wound. some figures, and I assumed they were just dogs. I didn't really. Think I've that. rewound it a couple of times, and the dogs look different. Oh. So there are dogs way off in the distance who will come and get her anyway. Hmm. So it must mean wherever they're living, the humans who've escaped this apocalypse and lived through it, they must be living somewhere very far away, or very safe, or underground, or where hmm. they can't be found but it looked like there were two human figures but oh, okay. no she was she was always going to be dying at the end of that one yeah um how does this fit into the black mirror universe or other other episodes does it remind you of anything else or i mean honestly no it's it's a very different episode um it's so it's focus isn't on tech and how that necessarily affects us individually and that sort of thing it's it's just post-apocalyptic well i suppose we should the ending shot is important actually for for this episode the ending shot is that the box contained just teddy bears so they weren't even after medical supplies or anything it's a great great final shot yeah it is it's wonderful and it's just yeah they wanted some teddy bears to comfort this dying child and they all risked their lives to get that that's how that's how terrible their situation is died yeah um, but what have they got to left to lose? You know, why not? If it's going to bring comfort to a child in this, I mean, if you die out here, it's like, so what? You yeah. Know, it's the apocalypse. May, yeah. as well, may as well die for something like that, really. It's something, it's something very warm and human versus something like Predator Terminator that will never mm. stop until its powers down or is broken. Mm. But the human spirit, I suppose, is never broken. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find something really positive. <laughs> But I found this to just be, this could have been any series. I still enjoyed this. Yeah. But it's not very Black Mirror. No. Which is no criticism. Because I don't yeah. want every episode to be a, a USS Callister episode. No. I don't want them all to be big because you'd get sick of them. Yeah. And you need these so you don't get, don't get burnt out. But yeah, there's no, there's no twists in this. It's kind of just a story about... A post-apocalypse, really, and maybe it maybe it's more telling of me, just that I've seen so many films in that kind of setting that there isn't really anything remarkable that this episode is is saying or telling. I've seen all of its themes be told a million times before, if I'm honest. I think you wouldn't have the teddy bears. It was all for teddy bears. Yeah, that's a nice touch. No one else it's would a nice do that. Touch, but, yeah. but even even things like that shows have 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 touched on before yeah I'm, I'm sure um i haven't seen loads of films like that but um i think having maxine peak in it is a bit of a master stroke as well and having having a, a woman be the mm. action hero yeah, in this was interesting um so it's you know a very different episode um i i'd say i enjoyed it and i guess in the way i enjoy horror movies in that i don't <laughs> really oh right i'm so used to horror I watch yeah horror like, i'll watch it but it's not what i choose to do so i was quite glad it ended i was sad isn't it funny that i went to the creator but she lived didn't she people came to help us <laughs> that tells you everything about what i want from right, right. a show um so metalhead an interesting diversion but yeah 
not what would I return to? Yeah, a welcome diversion. A lovely ending that that is uh, meaningful in a way that maybe others wouldn't do with the they did it all to, to yeah. com- comfort a child. But it was a nice little little touch at the end. Not, it, not a huge twist, just a nice little. Yeah, not one I'd be rushing to watch back, but. No. Interesting. They yeah, they had some fun making it. Um, well, that's us on Metalhead. Yeah, there's not that much more to, to talk yeah. about. Yeah, it's quite. It's the experience. I it's think. quite simple. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening to Black Mirror Cracked. We talked about Metalhead today. Yeah. Um, please subscribe to us on Apple and all of them. All of the I, iTunes and Whatever Spotify. Song, rate it. The chip in your head. The chip yeah. in your head has Whoa. great podcasts has it from us yeah 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 absolutely. the chip in your head which you've been chipped with at birth um all those things stars all of them all of the catch stars. them and then star our podcast with them yeah thank you for listening thank you very much yes. listen to the next ones whichever episodes those end up being who knows what they'll be who knows yeah it could be anything bye, bye. <laughs>